that's always, I think, core to these conversations is that, yes, you and I were here and, and you're on the other end of this listening to us have this conversation. Um, and certainly we are, we are putting out our own ideas and our own concepts and things like that. But ultimately, um, the only thing, the main thing that I always hope that people walk away with and from all of our conversations is that it's just like, there are no easy answers. There's no, there's no cut and dry answers to the things that really matter to each and every single one of us in our lives. Those are questions that we can only, we can only live for ourselves. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. everybody welcome to way of the artist podcast we've got a fantastic little conversation coming your way so we think so we always think we always trust them to work out we think that they normally do if you're a returning viewer then you've shown some confidence in our ability to turn something out so (laughs) here we go we got another one this one uncovering our own conditions of success this is such like this came up as a bit of a surprise topic you know brandon you were saying some things to me about a conversation you were having with uh with uh, another friend of yours friend friend of the show actually um uh scott scott yeah scott smith scott smith he's done a couple Uh, episodes yeah yeah great we got to have him on again yeah uh one of these days but anyhow you're having this conversation with scott and uh, you're telling me a little bit about what you're getting into, and as you, I was pretty much on board immediately. I was like, I want to talk about that. That sounds fantastic because, I mean, it just personally is an interesting conversation for me to like just thinking about it for myself. That's I'm like, that's something I want to talk about. Um, but it also just seems like something so. What this podcast is about in so many ways and so much about what artistry means you know like there's and and walking your path and that sort of thing this is such an important topic such an important question in many regards this question of you know our own conditions of success what what are those things and and why is that important and why is this important that we're having this conversation now um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into this one. Brandon, what do you want to say to, to kick things off? Well, I guess the most important thing to mention off the top is that whatever you think success is, who created the conditions for that? And do you agree with those? You know, is that really what success is? I mean, success in the most basic, most fundamental foundational place is did you get what you were after ultimately or did you not and and failure is you didn't success is you did and that's really all it really is so you mentioned early on 
when we were talking about this, how success is such a loaded word. And I think that is so much of what this conversation is about. It's about taking this word that's so loaded and in a way it's, it's kind of reclaiming it, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's building a new relationship to it to some degree, but it's also like (laughs) the terms and conditions of success, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. let's rewrite those a little bit, you know, like, uh, maybe it's not all about money and getting somewhere and status and, uh, I don't know, achieving something. And then for, and, and, you know, look at all that stuff is like, for what reason, why, like, why do you do it? What do you, what are you really after? You know what I mean? Like, like success also doesn't answer itself a lot of the time. It's like, well, I want to be rich. Why do you want to be rich? Well, I want to be rich because of blah, blah, blah. Why do you want that? Well, I want that because of that. Why do you want that? And it's just like, you know, wait a minute. What are you really after here? You're not after money. You're after, you're after love. And, and you just think money is the path there. So money's just a step in your, you know, and, and it's not even fully thought out. It's like a half-baked idea a lot of the time. Um, yeah. And so I think what's going to be interesting about this is that maybe we, uh, in, a, in a roundabout way, I don't know, maybe directly, but we, we kind of like look at these things and we kind of go like, let's, let's uh, challenge this a little bit. Let's, uh, let's, let's get our hands in there and like move that around a little bit. Yeah. 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 No, that's great. Great opening, opening words, Brandon. Let me, uh, let me pick, pick things up, uh, from where, where you left them. So, you know, it, it reminds me like, yeah, it's like a, an exercise I love to do with my students is this why that, like, you know, let's imagine this whole, you know, life that would be so incredible for you. And it's like, okay. So, you know, oftentimes that comes with, you know, like, financial success and, you know, a partner and having a house in a certain place. And, you know, that's, that stuff's all lovely and wonderful. But then you go like, well, why that? It's like, well, okay, because this, 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 oh, okay. All right. You've gone a little bit and you say, okay, but why that? And then why that, why that, why that? You keep asking that until you get to a place where you can't go any further. And you realize that that place you started out from was the most superficial Yeah. You know, that was the most superficial part of what you want, you know, and it's not that it's not related. It's not doesn't mean that that's not valid and it's not something that you still can't have and whatever. But it's about knowing where that comes from, you know, knowing what that all actually rests on, what that's about. And sometimes knowing what's actually underlying it can change that a little bit, but um, not necessarily. So that's one thing I wanted to talk about here. Um, And then... something else in what you were saying too as well like this whole yeah like the the word success uh can be such a loaded word um for so many reasons but it's also a very big juicy word um for this conversation too and the i don't know maybe this was like a month or so ago my um my mother-in-law was in town staying with us and i could hear her on her laptop um in the other room watching some some YouTube video of this, I guess, a motivational speaker of some kind, uh, really just giving it to people to why they need to get up at four o'clock in the morning, every morning, right? And hey, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of benefits to getting up early in the morning, right? Or at least there can be. Not necessarily for all people. Why? Because on a simple level, there are some people who are their most creative selves at night. Getting up at four o'clock in the morning 
doesn't make sense for a person like that. So anyhow, on a, on a simple, but anyhow, this, this guy was just going off on four o'clock in the morning, get up and talking about the most successful people in the world, get up at four o'clock in the morning. Bill Gates gets up at four o'clock in the morning. Jeff Bezos gets up at four o'clock in the morning. You know, like Mark Zuckerberg gets up at four o'clock in the morning. And I'm just like, okay, every single name that this person dropped was just someone who had a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's and a, a kind of, and a shitty personal life. Yeah. And a shitty personal life. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know them personally, but you know, so I don't, I won't speak divorce, to them, but divorce. But, Weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) Divorced, divorced, weirdo. (laughs) Uh, And I mean, hey, weird can be good, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just keep, let's just, let's just keep it real as we move through this, you know? (laughs) But like, as far as this, there is, to me, it was like there's this very narrow scope of, of, in which we're looking at success. And all of this is based on just an idea of success. Success is being, the most insane, insanely rich billionaire in the world, apparently. Um, like that is some, something for everybody. And the fact of the matter is, is that there's someone out there who their real success, you know, just as an example, someone out there, their real success is living in a hut with no bedrooms, <laughs> just a hut. It's all just one room on a beach in a tropical place selling fruit by the side of the road. That's, I I have no doubt that that's actually someone's, that's someone's fucking dream life right there. There's a lot that's appealing about that, right? It's a f- very big difference between that and Jeff Bezos. You know what I mean? So that I think is for me, what's in, an intriguing part of this conversation is that there are all of these, cause even what I just said, that's just another idea of success. Um, and our world is full of them. Our world is full of these ideas and concepts of what success is. And the problem that we, and the, maybe not the problem, but the challenge that we're all faced with is how do we sift through all of the, the bullshit that isn't ours to get to what actually is ours? What is our actual, what are our actual conditions for success for us, for um, happiness, well-being a, a a joyful fulfilling life you know i think that i hope i'm not being too dr- general and saying like i think that those are all things that we can say are are qualities of the emotion of success you know well-being happiness um you know peacefulness you know like a, a state of how we feel you know and so what what those conditions are that will that help us to to have those things are going to be for all of us to find out for ourselves and it might sometimes mean going down some roads pursuing some things that aren't ours 
that are ideas that we got from other people, from, from our culture, from our society, our family, our friends, our, you know, our media, all of these things, like we are inundated with everybody else's images of success. Mm -hmm. And not only other people's images of success, but like a lot of times those people, they're just picking up an idea of success that they got from someone else. It's not even theirs either, you know? And so we're kind of in, can get into these echo chambers of where we think like, oh, that's what the good life is. That's what the good life is. Don't look, don't ask questions. Let's just continue down this path. Why am I so unhappy? Doesn't matter. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, and that's, I think the, why this is such an important thing for us to to examine yeah well you know i think there's there's a few things that come up for me one is that success is sold in my opinion sold it's an idea you know and and the thing is who's selling you and why are they selling you it and why are they selling you what do they get out of it you know what i mean like just, just follow their little rabbit down this hole with me. Okay. Like somebody gets something at the end of the day, when you believe and buy their bullshit, you know what I'm saying? Like, like if I want to sell you needless shit that you don't need, then I need to, I need to sell you on the idea that you need shit you don't need. So your, your conditions for success, you know, if, especially if you're in the Western culture, especially first world culture of any form you're you're being fucking sold man you're being sold you don't need half the shit you have you don't need you, most of it you don't even care about and and those of you that have acquired a lot of it you don't even look at most of it you know how many people have shit in storage that they haven't seen in years like a lot <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like go like go do some research you'll start to find out hey wait a minute like what's going on here? You know, like is, is, is that success is having a bunch of stuff in storage that you haven't looked at for three years that, um, you know, is valuable, but you, you, you don't interact with, you don't touch, you don't, whatever. Um, you don't even experience, you forget you have half the time. Is that success? Is that what success is for you? And, and why is that success for you in, in whose regard? And like, does your success benefit someone else more than it benefits you? You know, that's a really good question to ask. It's a really important question to ask because like, um, yeah, I mean, people can rah, 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 cheer you on say, yeah, succeed, go for it, do it. But it's like, what are you getting out of it? Well, why do you want it? You know what I mean? And like, look, it's just like a brutal rule of life and don't fool yourself. This isn't my opinion. This is just reality. <laughs> okay. Look, I'm going to say it. Everybody is selfish. Everybody, you, me, everybody, we all do it for ourselves to some degree, for some reason, in some way, even when you give, even when you act like you're selfless, you're still selfish. Everybody's selfish. And this is like a part of the human condition. It's a part of our nature. And, and the best thing you can do is admit that because once you admit it, then you can be like, yeah, you know what? I get this out of it, but here's what I'm genuinely doing. Cause you're not genuine until you admit what you're getting out of it. If you try to convince me that, that you're doing something for me that does nothing for you. Not, I don't believe you, but I know that you're like, if you believe you, you're lying to yourself. I know that because you're getting something out of it. And, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. 
It's perfectly fine. But like every idea that, that we have about these conditions, about what success is, is like someone's getting something out of it. You know, like somebody, somebody's benefiting, right? Like why do they want you use mm -hmm. Facebook? Oh, they just give it away for free. They're nice people. No, they're not. They want your attention. They want to sell you shit. Come on, like wake up. You know what I mean? Like this stuff is not, there's no free lunch, man. Everything is coming to you because someone gets something out of it. Now that's fine. That's exchange. That's commerce. That's whatever. But the thing is, is like, don't believe it just because you're told to believe it. You know, I think that's the big thing, right? So it's like, and we're all caught in this. I'm caught in it as much as the next person, but it's like, okay, wait a minute. Let's hold up here. What am I trying to do? How am I trying to live? What is this really for? You know, what, what's, what's really going to bring me joy and happiness and all of that other stuff. And like, um, you know, sometimes success is, is not what feels good. Sometimes it is. You're going to need to determine when that is, you know? Because sometimes feeling good is bad for you. Sometimes feeling good is good for you. But you need to determine when that is. You know what I mean? They're going to give you alcohol. They're going to give you drugs. They're going to give you TV. They're going to give you all that stuff. Feels real nice. Feels real nice. You know? But is it good for you? Is it really, is it really helping you succeed at getting what you're really after? You know what I mean? And, and you know, then we're, we're also bordering on this line of like, uh, principles and virtues and higher, higher, uh, you know, forms of real, true, like, like deeper desire in a sense, like it's higher and deeper at the same time. Whereas there's, there's temporary. I just, I just want to feel good right now. That's your success. That's fine. That's your condition of success for this moment. But like, if your moment of success is costing your future success, then sometimes you might go, you know what? I'm going to put aside feeling good for this moment because I will feel better. It will compound. It will not only double, it will triple, quadruple, whatever. Later, if I just do the little thing today, because the little thing that's uncomfortable today is actually building towards something I truly want and I really want. And, and that's, you know, but that's clarity, right? You have to have clarity to have discipline and that type of thing, right? Um, so, I mean, it's an interesting, I mean, we're, we're, we're on the edge of a precipice to a very big ocean. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> this is a vast area that we're talking about. And then once you're out there, no one can tell you what to do. No one can tell you what success is or what those conditions are. Once you're out there, you just need to have the ability to determine conditions for yourself that you weren't sold by someone else because, they said, get up at 4am in the morning. Cause that's what you need to do. You know, I was up till 4am in the morning, the other night, writing a screenplay. I didn't go to bed till 4am. So am I a failure? Cause I went to bed at 4am when these guys were waking up at 4am. Like, come on. You know what I mean? What's, yeah. what's your, what's your condition of success? What really matters to you? What are you trying to do here? Yeah. There's like all these stuff that, that these things that go around and, you know, we, we've definitely, um, harped on these things in, in the past, although it feels like it's, it's been a while, but you know, like all of these, all of these fucking, you know, like seven, seven steps to, you know, <laughs> yeah. to ultimate motivation and success and all, you know, like, you know, the temptation and the desire f for someone to just give you the answer to 
the biggest questions that weigh on your heart and your mind is very tempting, but most often don't, they don't actually really answer those questions. They just kind of keep on covering it up. And very, very often I think that they can do just more damage because they don't give you any clarity. They actually just add more confusion to the whole thing. More things of like, this is what you're supposed to want. This is what you're supposed to want or reinforces an old thing. It's like, oh, right. This is what I'm supposed to want. When really deep down, it's just like, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't, I don't want that life and I don't want what comes with it. You know, like, and, and that's a hard fucking thing. Mm -hmm. That's a hard thing because there is, there, there is so much, there are so many pressures that we have in, in our cultures to, for our lives to look a certain way and to deviate outside of that thing, which is, you know, part of the, like the whole artist thing. The artists have always been sort of these outliers, these people who have, um, stepped out and taken a risk with their lives in, in a certain sense, because they said that basically that they're, they're shirking sort of reliability to a certain extent. They, they're, there's nothing guaranteed with the, the career of an artist. Um, so, but you take that thing on because there is something bigger that's animating you, at least hopefully. Um, and so, yeah, artists have always sort of been these these people who have asked this question and taken a bit of a different path than what a lot of people think of as being normal or certainly of being safe. You know, being an artist is, is not really a, a choice of of safety by, by any means, but it is, it's a choice of fulfillment, right? The choice of, for anyone being an artist is because it's just like, it's because I can't, I can't imagine doing anything else. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, it's, it's impossible to imagine doing anything else with your life. You know, that doesn't mean that artists don't end up doing other things, but it means that they have to at least start with their pursuit of their art, right? And the art leads, still leads them to where they go. The, the, I think that's part of one of the things about this podcast. This podcast is still an extension of of us as actors and writers and the arts that we, we came from. You know, it's still an extension of, of that thing um, that still informs and directs you know, our lives to a large degree. That's what this whole damn podcast is about. It's just like, it's not necessarily about how to make great art, how to do a, how to do a Van Gogh style painting in eight brush strokes. It's, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's about, it's, it's, it's about deciding on a way of living that doesn't necessarily come with a guidebook. Um, but comes with uh, a lot of questions and a lot of invitations and a lot of opportunities and a big sort of question mark, you mm -hmm. know, in, <laughs> in front of all of those things, right? That's just like, I don't know, could go here, could go there. We could do this, could do that. I don't know. What's exciting to you? 
what what is real for you what what makes you feel fucking alive mm-hmm. is is the is the guiding s- stick the guiding light um in in sort of like the the artist philosophy um so yeah this this whole thing of success is so determined on asking those questions which is you know we did a great podcast last in our last week or whatever it was on on you know asking these questions because um that's always i think core to these conversations is that yes you and i were here and and you're on the other end of this listening to us have this conversation um and certainly we are we are putting out our own ideas and our own concepts and things like that but ultimately um the only thing the main thing that i always hope that people walk away with and from all of our conversations is that it's just like there are no easy answers there's no there's no cut and dry answers to the things that really matter to each and every single one of us in our lives those are questions that we can only we can only live for ourselves to to figure those things out and you know hopefully we can just encourage each other to do that mm-hmm. yeah well man there's some stuff that comes up i mean one for one uh, let me go back to this you were talking about like how we ask questions and we're kind of like leaving it there for you well, I mean, the only way you can get somebody to take the wheel is to, is to take your hands off of it. You know what I mean? And go, what do you think? You know, like you want to, you want to grab this thing? You want to, you want to do something with it? What do you want to do with it? Where do you want to go with it? You know what I mean? And like, people are so used to being driven around in our culture, like kind of guided and led and pointed. Like I got the eight steps for you. This is what you need to do. No. No, it's, it's like, yeah, kind of, maybe somewhat, eh, you know, but like, those are like signposts. Those aren't the steering wheel. And then people try to like, take that and get you like, first of all, it's incomplete because really it's 10,479 steps. But the thing is, is that doesn't sell. Mm. That doesn't sell. Remember what I talked about a moment ago, someone's selling you all the time. Eight steps is a sales pitch. It's not a helpful piece of advice, a sales pitch. Read my blog. <laughs> Come on, guys. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not trying to be an asshole here, but you know what? Like the best friend in your life is going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear, not what you'd like to hear. And that isn't going to be me all the time. It's going to be you. You got to tell yourself, look, do I have my hands off the wheel? Am I letting someone else lead my life? Are the conditions of success being driven by somebody else? Am I a passenger in my own life being led down a road that I don't even want to go down only to find out you're in a destination you never wanted to be and you were never hoping to get to? I mean, you know, like the best thing I can do is fucking kick that guy out the door jump out myself and say, there you go. Take the wheel. See, (laughs) maybe I'll run into you again. You know what I mean? Like, that's like the best thing you can do. And you're like, that guy's an asshole. He just left in the middle (laughs) of the, you know, it's like, no, that's the best thing I could do because it forces you into action. It forces you to go like, you know, just like 
whatever is coming at you, whatever you're being told, you know, you're watching like commercials or music videos or television or whatever you're watching and it's all being promoted all the time. And the problem is, is like, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, echo chamber. You, you want it. They tell you want it. You want it. They tell you want it. You want it. So then you want it. So they tell you, you want it because you want it because they tell you want it. And then, you know what I mean? It just keeps coming back and back and forth. And then you go, well, why am I not happy? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll have a drink. Maybe I'll take a pill. Maybe I'll do this thing. Maybe I'll just zone out for a little while. Maybe I'll whatever, because you're trying to deal with the fact that you're being sold some bullshit. You don't really want to buy right now. Like conditions of success are let's interrupt that. Let's just stop that whole thing. Let's break out of this echo chamber. Let's, let's take the wheel of our life and let's just fucking, I don't know where to go. That looks interesting. Let's go that way. I mean, that's really what it is, right? That looks interesting. Let's go that way. And then you go down that road and you don't like it. You fucking turn the wheel. You don't keep going down. Oh, I've, I've dedicated three years of my life to this. Fuck it. You don't like it. Turn the wheel, man. Get out of that place and go to another place. You know what I mean? Um, conditions are success. I might say conditions of success. You know, I'm going off Evan here, but like conditions are success are committing your yourself to three years or something or whatever, 10, I don't know, a month, a day to something that you didn't want to do. And then getting there and realizing you don't want to do it and having the fucking courage to turn the wheel and move on, you know, and that mm -hmm. goes for jobs. That goes for relationships. That goes for going to school and having a degree that you're studying. That goes for all this shit. Do you have the courage to turn the wheel or are you going to be forced now are you going to, are you going to go, Oh man, I fucked up. I, I better keep fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> I better keep succeeding at making the wrong choice that I don't really want to do. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The good old like uh sunk costs fallacy. Yeah, like, exactly. So right? much into this now. Yeah. And, and that is, that's like a, you know, and you bring, you raise a, an important point, you know, is that I think that, one of the the somewhat sad realities of of an aspect of this conversation that we're we're having is that i think that so many of us are so like are so deluded in so many ways um that we we're not even completely aware of how deluded we are in terms of the things that we think we want the the, mm -hmm. the life that we think that that we want to have right uh that it can be it, it can be a lot to really get down to you know sort of what the truth of and the heart of the matter actually is for you that sometimes it does mean yeah you've got to go and you've got to you got to go and and pursue some things and, and chase after some things, uh, only to become wise to it. You know, like there's like this, um, I can't remember who said it, but I remember hearing about it from, uh, our good, our, our good friend, Alan Watts. Um, but it was just like, like the, something like a fool must, cont must continue to pursue their folly to become wise or something like that. Like if you continue to, to, to pursue sort of like this error, you will eventually become wise 
in that pursuit Mm. because you will eventually realize like, oh shit, like this is, this isn't what I want. And fortunately, in some respects, fortunately, like I think that who we are as human beings, there's like a, you know, there, there's like this thing that gets crossed at a certain point within ourselves where we just go just like where we actually say, no, I can't do this. Like, like there's, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I can't do this. I know I've been doing this for so long and blah, 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 blah. But you know, to become, I suppose, wise enough to recognize it when it's happening sooner, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like, as you were saying, it's just like, Oh shit, I didn't, I, I didn't realize that this road went to Malibu, like nothing wrong with Malibu, but, uh, this is actually, this is too hot and it's too dry <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's actually not for me. I don't really like the people around here. <laughs> oh, Malibu. <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, I, I actually, I actually think I want to go and, you know, oh shit. I don't know. <laughs> Compton. Oh, Compton. <laughs> go to the ghetto. Well, you know, um, I mean, you know, like I get what you're saying. Like, look, you, you, you think you want something, you go there, you try it out, you end up there, you realize this isn't for me. Um, you know, I mean, like, you know, other people might say, well, you're a success because you got to this place that I think we want to go. And then it's like, yeah, but I don't want to be here. And that's, that's an interesting point because now you're perceived as success you're going to get received as success but now you're in something or someplace and so like you know i mean like i I don't know like the way i look at it is is it's confusing for everybody including myself it's confusing because like everything you're being sold all the time it just seems so great I mean, it seems so wonderful. Like, you know, like people have a way of kind of presenting these ideas. Like it's, you know, it's the dream. It's the, it's the place to be. It's the thing to get, it's the thing to do. And, um, you know, and if you've, if you've managed to get wherever that is and you got to experience it and you realize, eh, this wasn't all what it's cracked up to be. I mean, that's one thing, but I think most of us live in a, with a lot of this stuff, we live in a perpetual, like, not quite there. So I don't really know. You know what I mean? Like that. Um, something that I've been kind of realizing as I go, you know, as I go down my, my journey is that you, you know, when you get something you think you want, if you think you wanted it for reasons that weren't true, you end up confused and kind of lost when you get there because it didn't give you what you thought you were after. So, um, for example, like making money, you know, making money is nice. It is great to be able to buy shit. It's great to be able to live with some luxury to eat some nice meals. It's great to do all that stuff. And for some people, they probably, there's probably some people out there, they live for that kind of thing. But like, for me, money is just time and freedom. And it allows me to basically live how I want and do what I want, which is like create art 
and be in nature and hang out with animals. So if I could cut out the money part of it and I could get all that stuff, I might do it. You know what I mean? So then it's like, well, am I really after the money? You know what I mean? And like, I find it hard to be motivated for money. Like it's like, I should really make some money. It's like, yeah, but I need a reason. So it's not really, I'm motivated to make money. I'm motivated to get something and money is a bridge to help me get there, for example. Right. And I think like, um, like whatever you're trying to do, you can convince yourself that you want the, like, well, I want the money so that I can, I can live with this sense of ease and, and, and whatever. Okay, fine. Once you're at that sense of ease, like, let's say you're there, let's say you do it, say you achieve it. You're at that sense of ease, this thing, whatever you're after and you got it. Now what? Now what? What do you do? You know, cause now you don't got any, Oh, I'm just, I'm just going to beat you. Let's see how long that lasts for. You know what I mean? Let's see how that works out for you. Cause like another thing about <laughs> human nature, I'm like, I feel like I'm the asshole, mm-hmm. but it's like another thing about human nature is like, look, man, if you stop wanting something, if you stop having like any type of, you can't, first of all, you can't like, it's not possible. You're always going to desire you. You know, there's always going to be a, a form of it. And it's like, even to desire, not to desire. There's like, there's some form of like, you just, mm-hmm. you gotta be after something. So it all just becomes a new game. You know, it all just becomes a new game. And, and then you're on, you know, and what I usually find is the game always leads back to the same place. Anyway, you get what you want. You think you solved it. Some time passes. You realize you haven't solved it at all. And you're on to the next thing, which is really to solve the same problem you were after in the first place that you thought you solved by doing the first thing. And then you're doing the next thing. And you keep thinking the next one's going to solve the same problem. And it's really just a deeper issue. And like, not to be too vulnerable and open, but like at the end of the day for me, it's just like, I just feel alone in the world and I don't really feel loved. And I don't feel like I'm important to anybody. So half the shit I do is just to feel loved and not alone. And like, I'm important. And then I go, wait a minute, what's that about? You know what I mean? Cause like that's irrational. That's nonsense. That's just like a childhood wound or blah, 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 or something. Right. And so it's just like, okay, like if, if I can just call a friend and now I feel loved and accepted and important, and we had a deep conversation, maybe we do a podcast like this. And all of a sudden I got that satiated or satisfied. And now I walk away and I go, I don't really want anything. And it's like, yeah, because like, you know, you're trying to do this elaborate way of doing this thing. And something that I continually remind myself of is that some of these deeper wounds we have, if you want to call them wounds, they're like things, they're never going away. They're just going to be there forever. And that's just, just make peace with that. So something that I do now is when I have that feeling, which I just shared, like, oh, I don't feel lovable. I feel alone in the world. And like, I'm not important to anybody. I go, that is my artistic gold. That's my gift, not a wound, not a bad thing. That's a good thing. What can I do with it? As opposed to trying to get rid of it all the time. Why aren't I, why aren't I, like, if it's not going away, then why don't I start, why don't I start turning it into something? Why don't I start utilizing it? You know? And then I feel like art has become in my life a great wonder because I get to take something inside of myself that is unresolvable. And I get to, I get to tell it through a story and it comes out in every single character I ever write. It always comes out in them. They always have 
a little bit of that feeling. You always find Brandon in there. Brandon, who feels a little bit alone in the world, feels a little bit unloved, doesn't feel important enough. But look, that's like every fucking human being. <laughs> then you start to realize, wait a minute, maybe this is the human struggle. Maybe it's not that rare. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. it, it all just kind of collapses on itself anyway. But then yeah. you're with it and you're still alone and you still have the feeling and it's still very much yours. It is still very real. But like quit running away from it, maybe, you know, um, and maybe the conditions for success are I'm not going to be a victim to that feeling anymore. I'm going to be a champion of that feeling, for example, as an option, you know, um, and then it's like, you know, cause I look at people like, I look, I look at my parents and I look at other people who are in my life and I look at them and like, I go, why are you doing what you do? And I think to myself, why are you doing what you do? And I'm like, it's got to come back down to something like that. It all comes down to something like that. I mean, at the end of the day, none of us are admitting it, but it all comes back down to something like that. It's all just some deep thing we're hiding that we just feel not good enough, not lovable, not important, blah, 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 whatever, you know, some hurt, something. And we're just trying to deal with that in all sorts of elaborate ways, you know? Yeah. And we drive ourselves crazy trying to solve it in ways that will never solve it. Hey, everybody, this is Evan, and this episode is brought to you by my book. Yes, I recently released a book called The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft. Expand yourself as an actor and your craft through a spiritual perspective. Take a journey that will explore universal philosophies and insights to help you understand human nature in a profound way and develop practices to take your work to another level. Again, that's The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft, available on Kindle and paperback on Amazon. And as always, if you like the show, please subscribe. Yeah, that feeling for connection. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, just being good with, within ourselves and, and trying to, to fill that, fill that hole with a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's interesting, you know, coming from the world of, of acting, one of the funny things that, uh, always comes up for a young actor learning, learning the craft. Um, I'll try and take, take non-actors through this as much as possible, but, um, you know, actors, we all know actors as being like these beings of emotion, you know, like it's like, oh yeah, emotions are part of an actor's, you know, skill and, and repertoire, <laughs> if you will. Um, and so actors have to learn all of these kinds of ways of, um, of, of pulling emotions from themselves. How do you, how do you, how do you bring yourself to certain emotional places? So there's a lot of work that goes in, on in like classrooms and things like that. Okay. Like, so how do we do that? And interestingly enough, um, joy and happiness is one of the, is usually a harder emotion for people to go into at least believably to, mm. to, to truly go into it. And in trying to go into it, one of the things that always comes up and, you know, actors have lots of different ways of visualizing and, you know, like imagining certain circumstances um, that are personally meaningful to them. And one that always comes up is money or something like that. It's just like, oh, okay, so what was, what were you, 
what were you thinking about when you walked into the scene? It's like, oh, well, I was, uh, I, I was imagining like, what, if, like, what if I won the, uh, won the lottery or something? Like, what if I won $60 million or something like that? And the thing is, is that it almost never works. Not really. Like it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, the emotion is always sort of surface level in an actor when it happens. And I, and I find that this is very, it, it's kind of an interesting thing in, in relationship to this conversation that we're having, because I find so many parallels happen within, there's so many parallels within acting and within life. And we're talking about earlier, there's these superficial reasons of what we think we want. And in the world of acting, it's like, we can go into these superficial things of like, Oh, I just thought, imagine myself winning the lottery. And it's like, well, look, Winning the lottery is an exciting thing, right? But that in and of itself is not enough. And so one of the examples is like, what what would you do? What would you do if you won the lottery? Like it's it's winning the lottery isn't enough. What would you do? Right? What's what's meaningful for you or something like that? And then it it's it's like it almost always comes back back down to people right it's just like well you know what like i would i would pay off my parents mortgage or something like or buy my parents a house because they could never afford one right and it's like okay what would that house look like and whatever imagine like showing them this house and saying telling them that it that it's theirs and it's paid you know, never have to worry about anything again. Now that now we've got into something. Now now we're hitting something that's actually meaningful. Or maybe you imagine, you know, taking all of your best friends on like the most incredible, you know, vacation ever for like, you know, a month or something, like round the world or something like that, flying like you've got to take it to some place that's really real and it's usually always comes down to the real human connections that you have, you know, the money is just sort of like, is just sort of an aspect of it, but it's not really the most important one. You know, it's like, cause even without the money, what would you do? Oh yeah. You still hang out with your friends. You still love to see them whenever you can or your family or whatever it is, you know, like that's, um, so it's just, it, I find that that's a, something very interesting in terms of how we are actually compelled, moved, motivated, connected as human beings. And, um, so often those, the things that are actually meaningful to us have are so often have so little to do with the images of success that we are sold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, you know, <laughs> Yeah. The gold chains, fancy cars, big house, all that stuff. You know, I think like this, uh, it, it's interesting, right? Because like when you, when you, I think, I think relationship and connection with other people is very valid and very important. I would also add that connection and relationship to yourself is very important. And, um, I think when you have, this very disconnected idea of success, you have a very shallow 
and limited relationship with yourself. And I think that's part of the problem. And I just shared about something like very deep and vulnerable that, you know, some people are like, whatever, big deal. But like, let's big deal. This is my life. But I have a relationship with that part of me. I have a relationship with the part of me that went to, went to soccer and I was the worst kid on the team. And every kid on my team bullied me so much. And my dad came and picked me up and he said, how does soccer practice go? And I cried in his shoulder. I have a relationship with that kid who went through that. People don't know that that happened because they meet me today and they just go, oh, you know, you're confident. You have all these people like you, they're around you. Wow, wow, you're charismatic. Wow. There was a time, you know, there was a time in my life where I just felt deeply, deeply alone and deeply rejected and deeply hurt. And like, not everybody experiences that. But there's some part of you, you know, that like, it's still you. You don't like it, but it's still you. And you just reject it and you hide from it. And you maybe you drink it away. Maybe you distract it away, whatever you do, right? Um, but it's like, I think that, you know, your your sense of, of uh, wholeness and, and you brought something up before we went to this podcast. You talked about peace, being at peace. Your sense of peace comes from making amends with every version of you that's gone along this journey. You know, the one that's made mistakes, the one that has messed up, the one that did it wrong, you know, the one that learned the hard way, you know, the one that, you, you know, you don't like and you don't want everyone to know exists. Like your relationship with that um, with that version of yourself, those versions of yourself, that is, I think where peace comes from. You know, I, I went through, uh, I've shared this many, many times in the podcast, but I, you know, I went through a period of my life where like up until my thirties, I thought, you know what? I figured it out. I know how to be happy. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a big success. I'm going to get recognized. I had, you know, my 30th birthday, you were there. I don't know. I had like 60 or 80 people around me. I had fucking so much money. I didn't even know what to do with it. Uh, I was making my show, I was doing my shit. And I thought that's, what's going to make me happy. And then after that, you know, a lot of things just kind of came to light. And then not, not long after that, I was sitting on the edge of my bed thinking, man, why am I even alive? I should just jump off a fucking bridge because this is fucking horrible. And I just cried. And the guy that came out of that Valley after that, who's found his way here, got me into some debt for a while. He, he took all the money I earned and not only did he spend all that, but he fucking dug me a hole too for a while. And I look at him and I go, you know what, man, that sucks. But like for me now, cause you know, or, or for me, at least in the last, you know, the guy who had to clean up your fucking mess, <laughs> but thank you because you survived whatever that was. And those were some dark nights of the soul. That was a tough time, but you came out the other way and look at you now, look where you got me. You know what I mean? And that's relationship and connection, you know? And here's the thing. When I talk to my clients today and they're going through a hard time, I mean, we really get into it and I'm there with them because I know what it's like. I, I didn't just, you know, I don't just have the bright, shiny side. I have the dark, deep side down there too. And that gives me a lot of like, range and spectrum, you know, to, to work with inside my, myself, but like 
a lot of what I try to do now as an artist is I just go like, maybe I can share that, you know, maybe I can, maybe I can, uh, maybe I can help people not have to go there and be as confused as I was. And maybe somebody's there already and I can, I can go and I can reach them. It makes me emotional, man. It makes me so fucking emotional to think that, fuck, what if I wrote a screenplay or did something and that person went, fuck, he gets me. Like that kind of connection is what I'm talking about. And this is like, this is why I love art so fucking much because I'm like, someone did that for me with art, you know? And it's like, and, and like, I'm not saying that's the way everyone else should go. It's just been my way. But like, that is success to me. That's way more fucking success than I, I had like so much money in my bank and I was flying around the country, you know, just fucking eating everything I wanted and doing whatever the fuck I wanted. And that was nice. Don't get me wrong. It was really fucking nice. And I'm not going to pretend it wasn't. But what's more powerful and more of a success to me is someone reading my script throwing the fucking thing across the room, picking it back up and reading the rest of it. Cause they could not let it go. Calling me after and saying, this is what your script did. And Holy fuck. That was way more successful to me. And I never made a dollar out of that screenplay yet. I haven't made any money out of that screenplay. Nothing financial came out of that. Maybe it will. I don't know. But the thing is, is that was way more important to me than walking around New York city and Manhattan and eating a fucking nice bagel. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to give you context because like, the thing is, is like, it's not that the condition of success is totally misguided because there is something about being in New York and being in Manhattan. There's something about that. That's really magical and wonderful, at least for me at that time in my life and what I was trying mm -hmm. to do, but it's just not it's, it's, it's not as deep as you realize, you know, and, and being in New York in Manhattan, spending money after a while, it's not going to be that magical. That's going to, eventually that's going to fade. You know, it, 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 it worked because it was temporary. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. that's an important thing to, to, that's a good footnote to kind of put in there because it's like, yeah, like, look, I'm not going to pretend it wasn't awesome because it was, but like, it's also a temporary thing. You know, whereas this moment, like I'll be on my deathbed telling my grandchildren, maybe telling my friends, telling whoever about the day I wrote a script where I actually finally connected to something real. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, I mean, like, look, no one might ever care. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I do. It's my life and it's my experience and it brings me happiness and it brings me peace and it's, and it's forever fulfilling you know? Um, so I think there's a, you know, there's a part of this of like, you know, when I was up till when I was 30, I never knew, um, what success could be. My conditions for success were be a big deal, make a lot of money and have a lot of friends. Um, you know, and, and I got there and I had that and I did that. And I just realized the picture was incomplete, you know? Mm -hmm. Maybe I needed to satisfy that. Maybe that was a necessary step in my journey. I had to figure that one out. I had to get there so I could see that it wasn't it, but like, you know, and maybe whatever, um, you know, if someone's listening to this, maybe your condition of success, whatever you're after, maybe you really believe I got to get there. I have to get there at least. 
fine. I mean, you, you don't have to like move on because I tell you to, or, or we're suggesting it, but I think what we're pointing out and correct me for, if you don't agree, Evan, but I think what we're trying to say, you know, I think I'm realizing this, we're going along. It's just like, you decide, you decide, not, not someone else. You decide what that condition of success is. And as long as it's your decision, man, all the power to you. You know what I mean? Like, don't do it because someone else told you to do it because you're supposed to, you know, I think that's really where this comes down to me. That's like, I think the, the, the kernel of this conversation comes down to that for me. Just do it because you found your way there. You figured out that that mattered, you know? And if you're not sure, also, I want to say that's okay too. You don't have to know, but no, you don't know. And, and, and be honest with yourself that you don't know. And that, that, that's enough you know, for now, you know, I, I, that, yeah. that's kind of what this is all boiling down to me. I'm realizing as we're kind of going through it. No. And, and yeah, that, that, I don't know, sometimes opens, opens the window for something, something yeah. that you, uh, for a new possibility that you hadn't considered before. What I loved about so much of what you just said is that, you know, you gave us all of these images, you know, all of these sort of images of your own success that were real successes for you. Um, you know, along with some of the things that were not true, you know, they were, they were just ideas of success, but like, you know, Oh yeah. Like surrounded by a, you know, bunch of friends and, you know, some fancy situation. And it's like, well, when some of the real images of success were a phone call with a friend, who, you know, had an experience with something that you created. Um, that was with one person. Another moment where you're walking by yourself in Manhattan eating a bagel, you know? <laughs> like, there, the, the thing is, like, sometimes these, we we do, we uncover, as we, we talk about, and we discover that what these things are, you know, because we're not really fully necessarily aware of what some of these things are, but like, you know, we got to pay attention to when those moments do find us and we go, Oh, I think, I think that this is a part of my life. You know, this is a part of, of what I want in my life. You know, maybe it's not like for some person it might be, Oh, you know what? living in New York is really like, that's something that that's, and so you pursue that thing um, because of something real for you. Um, or it could be, it's just like, oh, you know what? I don't travel enough. You know, I don't, I don't go out and, and adventure enough. You know, this is something that, that is part of, of my condition for and of success is that I get to do, these certain things and they're not given to you out of something somebody said to you or you know or because of something somebody else wanted for you it's because you've had a real genuine experience for yourself of something and it gives you a direction it gives you a clue it gives you a hint a nudge and say it's like more of this more of this in your life and then you start to figure out how to build more of these things in. And 
and it is it's it's something that um you've got to work at isn't the right word but it's something it's something that's a continual process hmm. you know it's an it's it's always an ongoing process like anything in art you know and in terms of making life artful um then we need to start looking at it more as a process everything is just process of learning discovering growing adjusting responding you know all of all of these really wonderful things and it means a certain kind of a life of of without certainty but you know very few things in life are certain so you might as well just embrace it and and discover these things as we go like yeah i don't know i don't know there might have been something else i I wanted to say beyond that but um well i mean look uh, let me just say this i like what you're talking about i I like how you kind of you're you're wrestling with what it was like process and working working it and all this because i think that's the thing right is like um what we're talking about here is that it's not something and, and you mentioned this before we got into the podcast and maybe it's a good time to mention this but it's like it's not something you like lock down, you know, like what, what your conditions today don't have to be your conditions tomorrow, but they like, if it's, it's about, it's about like uncovering them, you know, as we talked about, like it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's okay. Like, I think I want this. And then you go, well, why do I want this? And maybe, you know, maybe it's just too like, maybe you don't have the answers and maybe you don't know, or maybe it's as deep as you could get, or maybe it's just, you know, challenging to even find an answer, but like, you just go, okay, I want this. I don't even know why I want it. I just want it. Okay. That could be enough. You know what? If it's getting you going, if it's getting you going down the road, then fine. But if it's starting to cause you pain, that's when you might want to uncover it. You know, like I'm doing this thing. I'm frustrated all the time. I feel like whatever, then you might want to dig a little deeper. Well, why do I even want this? What am I really after? You know, what am I going for? Because I think sometimes those feelings, they're, they're telling you something that's valuable. Like maybe you need to change a little bit. Maybe you need to, maybe you've expanded, maybe you've grown beyond whatever you were after initially, you know, maybe what you were after at one time was fine for where you were at in life, but maybe you've evolved, you've shed skin, you've become something else. You know, you've had a rise of the Phoenix even. And it's like, now you you want something else for another reason or a deeper reason or something else. Um, you know, I want to share one thing, Evan, before we kind of like wrap this baby up. So I've talked about this on the podcast a bit. I've been doing a persistent exercise every single day where I write every day for 30 minutes every day, at least minimum. And I set a goal a while back to do this for 10 years. And yesterday I reached that goal. 3,650 days, every single day I've written, never missed the day, always did it, always showed up. And I can tell you this, there are many days where I was like, why am I even doing this? What's the point? I don't want to do this. I don't want to write, especially when you're tired and you're whatever. And I was like, you know what? Let's tough it out. Let's just do it. You know what I mean? Mm Because why? Because I said I would do it, you know? 
And like, there were times where I'm like, I don't even want to write what I'm writing. I'm like, well, how about you write something else? You know, like maybe you've been doing a lot of this kind of writing. Why don't you start writing a little bit more of this? And it would expand my writing and grow and evolve. And I started to just do other things. And now I've hit that 10 year mark and I haven't recommitted to like any longer necessarily, but I still am doing it. You know, I'm still going to do it every day, but like why bring this up partly to celebrate um, and partly just to acknowledge, because if anybody's been following the podcast and they've been following like these updates that I occasionally throw out there, like I did it 10 fucking years, man, 10 years of writing every single day, crazy. But, um, you know, there's something that came up in the podcast about discipline. We just kind of talked about it briefly. It might've been for me, but you know, discipline, it's not always comfortable when you're being disciplined, but when you, when you kind of set out to do something and if you really believe in what you're doing, which I always believed in it. I always thought, you know what? There's something good. There's something good about honoring this thing I said I would do. I don't know exactly what, I don't know exactly why, I don't know whatever, but it will be something I've done in my life. And there were a lot of days where I didn't want to do it. And I think like, uh, as we're talking about this, like, one of the conditions of success was just right, regardless of how you feel. And that's what got me here. So if maybe there's some, some, uh, you know, wisdom in there for everyone else out there, it's like, sometimes you just got to do something, not because it's what feels good, not because it's what you want to do right now, because if it is heading you to somewhere that you think you want to go, and I don't know what I thought would happen at 10 years. I don't know what I thought that would look like. I, I mean, I probably had all sorts of ideas along the way, but now I'm here. And the real success was that, you know what? I learned how to do stuff when I didn't want to do it. I learned how to show up in a way that probably most people never would. And many people never could. And that's something, you know, and like, if I was to die today, I made 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, and, and like, these are the things like, it's like, does anybody care? Does it matter? You know, what matters to me? And I think that's what, that's the point. Right. And I think like something that mm -hmm. has come up from this conversation is like, yeah, we do a lot of things for other people. <laughs> what do you do for you? Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No, there's, Oh, there's, so much there and, and yeah the the word discipline uh was a word that popped into my head of a couple of times during this conversation because i think there are quite a few parallels to discipline in this whole thing like even that whole thing uh i was talking about before about like oh getting up at four o'clock in the morning right um it's like well that's a discipline yeah that's a discipline to do it but why why are you taking up that discipline Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and because that, that's, if anything of the, one of the most illuminating things for me that I've discovered in our conversations around discipline, um, because that was always that, that, that for many years was a very dirty word to me. Um, one that made me just sort of shudder and feel really shitty about myself. Cause I didn't really see myself as a disciplined person or, you know, what have you. Um, but really realizing that like, oh, the, the problem with discipline is that like success that in the way that we've been talking about it, 
we're very often taking on other people's disciplines for values that we don't have that, that, that for values that aren't ours, right? Any good discipline, any good practice upholds what's truly meaningful and important to you. Those mm-hmm. are that that's where you come up with your disciplines, right? And, and that's what you commit yourself to is because they uphold Good disciplines uphold the truest, deepest, most meaningful parts of yourself and who you are. Um, so yeah, that's that's um, that's one thing I wanted to to mention. And there was something else I r- really want to comment on here as well. Um, Can you hold that thought while you're thinking about it? Yeah. One other thing I'll say about conditions is that um, if your whole life is just I do what feels good. You're, you're probably not going to have a lot of big successes. You, you will probably have a lot of smaller successes because feeling good can usually get you those quicker things, but you need to find a reason why you're willing to not feel good to, to put those feelings aside. Sometimes it might be uncomfortable. Sometimes it might be scared. Sometimes it might be whatever, so that you can succeed at something greater. And I think like when we're talking about these conditions for success is like one thing that might be worth mentioning is just what, what would be so like, what can you get so connected to that you would be willing to subjugate your temporary feeling for, you know, and, and that can be a helpful guide, you know, and, and even if it's misguided, the, discipline of building, putting your, your temporary, your, your immediate feelings aside is a good, there's something good about that for you as a human being. And and just as a person of character, you know, to, to not just be constantly like, Oh, I need it. I feel it. I need it. Right. Like, um, it's good for you and it'll make you feel better about yourself. And sometimes that's the victory, you know, sometimes it's not even like, uh, where you, where it's even getting you, but, but it gave you something to feel good about yourself and give you some self-esteem and some confidence. And sometimes you're getting something you don't realize you're getting in your pursuit of stuff. Like you think, Oh, I'm doing this because I want to succeed and do well at business or art or whatever. But really what you, the real victory was you were becoming who you needed to be Mm. for whatever you were meant to end up at, which you don't even know exists yet. Cause it was all really just about you being who you need to be. Yeah. So that was and a, even and yeah. even then, there's no place you end up at. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> I started here and I ended up here. Whoa. <laughs> and now it carries on. Um, I guess I'll be here again, you know, yeah. wherever here is, because that's where I am. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if it's relevant anymore, but like it, I, I did remember there was an element to to this conversation that that came back to me and it was just kind of a passing thought and I'll I'll just put it out there as a passing thought um but I was re- it, I've always got some sort of a sort of philosophical book going and uh so I was reading this um I was reading this book on on Zen and uh and this sort of Zen master who who put this book together and wrote it uh was talking about how um, your life is your own, but it also is not. (laughs) 
to some regard, your life also belongs to other people. Um, which there's that aspect of it too, you know, and, and in terms of, uh, the discomfort of sometimes the things that we do, sometimes it's because there are parts of our lives that don't are, are don't entirely belong to us. There are parts that of, of our life that belong to other people. Likewise, there, there are other people who their lives part partially belong to us. Right. And by that, I mean, it's just like, even in this conversation right now in this podcast, it's because there's a part of my life that belongs to you. And there's a part of your life that also partially belongs to me. Um, you know, not, not entirely. We're also showing up here like for ourselves too, but there's always this element to which it's like, Oh, but there's this kind of, there's also this wonderful shared thing. And, um, and sometimes, yeah, there is a discomfort in that because there is perhaps some kind of a, there is a kind of reality where we go, it's like, Oh, there are things that are for other people. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not always comfortable, but, um, there's still something, there's still something as you're sort of alluding to, or not even, not alluding that you are saying actually quite explicitly, um, that is also quite very selfish and for, <laughs> for us in the whole process as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, anyhow. I guess, yeah, I guess that's, you know, I guess that's, uh, that's part of it, right. Is that, yeah, like it's, it's the selfishness thing that I brought up earlier is like, it's, it's okay that some of it's for you and some of it's not, but it's, it's okay that some of it's for you is really what I was saying. Like it, 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 oh, it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't have to all be to save the world or do something yeah. for someone else. Right. Like you can oh, get something always, out of it. You're allowed. Always got to be nervous about those save the world types. Totally. They're always screwing things up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're having beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go, I'll, I'll talk about mine first. I'm drinking a, uh, a beer from Hoyne Brewing Company on Vancouver Island in Victoria, BC, I believe. Yeah. In Victoria, BC. And I'm drinking their shine on hazy India pale ale. It's a strong one. 6%. It's very tasty. I got, uh, I'll probably be drinking Hoyne stuff for a few weeks because I got like uh, I, I got one of those like variety packs because like I saw this pack and I was like that looks so exceptional mm. I want to drink every single one of the beers that's <laughs> like on on the outside of that thing they all just look perfect for the summertime which is I think kind of what they were going for they got me they got me they sold me on it um, and this is great like a, a, yeah hazy a hazy IPA is um, you know, beca- quickly becoming one of those favorite, favorite styles of beer for me, um, that I don't know if I've ever had a bad one. This is certainly not a bad one. It's been very enjoyable. So thumbs mm. up. I always like Twain. Everything I've had has been good. I'm not sure if I had that one though. I'm not sure. Well, uh, I'm having one that I think pretty sure I had a few weeks ago and I'm having it again. This is a hocktail brewery, golden ale, and, um, it's considered a light beer. Um, anyway, yeah, you know what? It's, it's a good beer. It, I, uh, I wanted to give it another shot 
because I feel like I was a little bit hard on it. <laughs> um, but I wasn't hard on it. I liked it. Um, but you know, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice beer. I don't know what I keep. I, I keep expecting with a golden ale, <laughs> but it's, uh, <laughs> it's a nice refreshing beer. And, uh, you know, um, sometimes you need, sometimes I think with a beer, it's like you, you have at one time you're feeling a certain way and maybe that, uh, influences your view of it. I didn't not like it. I was just, I would say on my last review, I was somewhat, uh, not even I said this, I was somewhat underwhelmed because I was just like, oh, I just expected this to be whatever. But you know what? Now that I kind of know what I'm expecting, I feel like, no, this is a good beer because I knew what I was expecting. And I think sometimes that's, uh, you know, sometimes with life, it's like that, um, you know, you, you maybe like something because you got what you expected or got what you wanted. And sometimes you don't like something because, or you, you're not, is open to it because you expected something else and it wasn't what you expected. And sometimes that's a delightful surprise, but, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, whatever, I mean, as a thought, maybe look at that, you know, like we have all sorts of expectations, like, Oh, you know what, when I get here, I'll be happy. And like, just consider that, like, maybe you'll get there and it won't be what you think. And that's okay. But maybe there's something else good in it. Maybe there's something else that you're not looking for that you don't see yet because you're so focused on, oh, I'll, I'll have this. I'll feel that way when I get there, right? And these kind of conditions of success, right? Like, as I look at this beer and use it as a metaphor, it's like, I came in with expectations. I came in with an idea. It didn't match my expectations and idea. Um, does it mean that it's not a good beer? No, it just means that it's not the beer I thought I was getting it for whatever reason whether I was misguided or not, you know what I mean? Um, but I think a lot of this stuff is kind of like that. So I don't know. Anyway, do uh, you got any final thoughts? You want to wrap up Oh, first? I probably can have, I can probably have a few of those, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, so you, you just threw out the word, ex, you know, expectations, which is like, I feel like a part of this conversation that was sort of implied and we danced around in, in a few respects. But yeah, it's very much a part of the, part of this whole thing you know some so many of those ideas of success that we have are usually caught up in a ton of expectations all these expectations of what that success will will give to us that it's gonna it's gonna come with you know all of this fulfillment and all of this stuff and and for the most part that's a bunch of bullshit right like is <laughs> Just saying like, yeah, it's like you, you want one thing and it's like, oh, once we have that, then it'll be good. Then it'll be good. But then there's always another thing and there's always another thing and there's always another thing. And, you know, I, I think that you can get really despairing about that whole thing and, and, but, or you can fully accept it and, and have a good laugh about it, have a good laugh about the futility of the whole thing mm. and learn to just live with all of those um, desires and wants and just, and just live with them, you know, in, in a way and, and not take them quite so seriously, I think perhaps. And, and, um, as just part of sort of a flavor of life, mm. you know, like desire and want is just kind of a flavor of life it, it, that adds coloration to, to the whole experience of being human mm -hmm. and our relationship to that can can be one that's unconscious and painful it can also be conscious and painful but it can also be conscious and and 
and really quite pleasant, I think. Um, so we can, uh, I think my final words for this one is just like, you know, pursue the things that excite you, as I've said many times before, and as many wiser people than myself have said before, you know, pursue what excites you, you know, like, it, um, you know, follow your bliss, follow your excitement, and it will maybe lead you to some things that you realize like that it's not what you want, but that's terrific. Mm -hmm. Have the, have this, don't be afraid to admit that. Don't be afraid to, to, as you were to steal some of your metaphor to, to grab hold the wheel and say like, okay, we're going to, we're, we're driving somewhere else. Mm -hmm. We're heading away from the beach and heading into the mountains, you know, like, cause that's, that seems like it might be interesting. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then life's an adventure that way, you know, and, and you might stumble across some things that are truly meaningful to you that you never knew were meaningful to you that, that were really actually important to you. And then they become a part of you hmm. and, uh, and, and, and go from there, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, Brandon, I got no answers. Just, just, uh, just open up to open up to life, I guess is the final thoughts. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's interesting. We kind of started talking about expectations at the end here and, you know, I'm sorry, some things are starting to make sense here. It's like, uh, um, you know, whatever you're after, you think you're after it because you think it'll work or you don't go after it because you don't think it'll work. And those are like expectations. And the thing is, is like, um, you know, for example, uh, maybe you're not talking to the person that you really like, or you're not asking out the person you really like or whatever, um, uh, because you just don't think, oh, well, they won't like me blah, 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 whatever. First of all, you don't know. <laughs> I can tell you from personal experience, definitely don't know. Cause you know what? You might be surprised. You might be very surprised that things are not what you think they are. And until you go adventure into them, until you go, you know, talk to that person or do that thing or go to that place. You're not going to know what it really is. It's just this thing in your head floating around. Um, and so like, I think one of the conditions of success you might want to add in, and this is just goes for everybody is like, add in the, one of the conditions of success is finding out the answer you know, finding out some, some more clarity, getting a little closer to the truth or getting a little closer to uh, something I can use, something I can work with. Something Scott pointed out to me when we were talking last was he was like, you know, I'm going to send you my script. And uh, he's like, you might, you know, you might really like it. You might not, you might tear the shit out of it. But he's like, my conditions of success was like, all that would be wonderful. But if I learn something after you read it, because you see something, he's like, that's what I'm going for. I was like, you know, that's great. And like, really, it comes back down to that, that kind of, that's almost like the grassroots cornerstone condition is that I'll learn something. I'll become better. I'll know more than I did before I went and did, did it, you know? Um, and so like, if you go in to learn, you can never lose because failure doesn't matter because failure is just learning. So it doesn't really matter. Right. I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning. So it reminds me is like, you know, um, conditions for success don't have to be so high. 
like you can have that high bar. It's like, this is what I'm, this is what I really want is what I'm really trying to do. But if I can learn, that's going to get me closer to what I really want to do. So as long as I learn and I get a little closer to what I really want to do, then that's a win. And if you looked at it that way, not only I think would you be willing to take on more stuff, take more creative risks for the artists out there, take more, um, you know, social risks for the people who, you know, are looking for friends or dating or whatever. I mean, it, it, it's parallel to everything. Um, you know, I, I always looked at it this way. It's like, what's the minimum I need and what's my ultimate dream goal? And if I can find it anywhere in between there, you know, then I've won. And I think that will help you take on a lot of stuff that maybe you're not taking on. And also, one last note, don't get sold into doing stuff you don't want to do deep in your heart. Thank you for listening in on our conversation today. We hope you found something helpful that you can carry forward with you. Head over to our website, wayoftheartist.com, for more free exclusive material and learn about the show. If you haven't already, please support us by subscribing to the show, sharing it with people you know, and keeping compassionate, creative conversation going.